You're listening to the voice of Love Lenoir Day. We've reached the part of our show where we talk to South Africans that are doing great things. And I know that I say this every week, but this is really, really my favorite, favorite part of the show because I think it, it gives us, it gives us something hopeful to look forward to. It gives us some, you know, excitement about the fact that there are ordinary South Africans and Africans that are doing their own little bit to make our country a better place. And I think in times like this where it feels like everything is falling apart and, and you know, where I suppose as a nation, sometimes we feel like we just do not have the power and the capacity to fix things. It's really amazing to to talk to and engage with people that are doing something in their communities. So tonight, we're going to be talking to Leah Gomukwena, and she's the founder of Made with Rural. So Made with Rural is a um, program that empowers small-scale farmers by linking them to sustainable markets, and they use technology and communal participation. Um, And in this way, Leah has really made an impact in her community. She was also featured in this year's Mail and Guardian Top 200 Young South Africans. Lieko, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show tonight. Good evening. Good evening, lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. So, I mean, I was very, very excited when I, you know, came across your story and came across some of the work that you're doing. So I don't Mm -hmm. even want to spoil the surprise for the listeners. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell us your story. How did Made with Rural come about? Um, made with rural, you know, has always been a dream um, of mine. I've, I've had it for some time. I grew up in, in, in like a village and then we moved to the township, but my family has always been farming. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it has always been done at a, like a subsistence uh, level, you know, mm-hmm. where the community will just come together and, and, and farm and always have food or enough for themselves. And in, in most cases, my grandmother used to preserve um, the produce, you know, for the months where there's not enough or things are not in season. So I've always just had that little passion there lying dormant until life happened and I had to find other ways to to make a living. And then I remembered that, you know, you come from a rural area where there's arable land and there are people really putting blood, sweat and effort uh, in the land. But access to markets has always been a problem. So having been in the city, having worked in, 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 in the food industry, I, I saw myself as that key person who could actually go back there and and give them the education, you know, the information of of what the city dwellers or the market is looking for. Because you find that you have arable land, you have water, you have all these things going for you, but you still cannot access these markets. Why is that so? So the information that I had was, yes, we are farming, but in most cases we all farming the same things. Or we not really farming what the market is looking for. So there's things called specifications, there's high-value crops, you know, a couple of things that we start teaching these farmers about and then we get them to start planting the right things to, to sell their produce before they can even put that seed in the, in the soil. So that's how it, it came about. I saw a need in my, in my community and I did something about it because I was armed with the information. I was working in the cities and I, I, I saw how the market was buying, you know, from, from, from the commercial farmers. Mm-hmm. And our rural farmers didn't really have that information or didn't even know about it. 
So I saw myself as that person who will take it back to them and show them and teach them how to do it properly. And then they can also have, you know, their little spot in the sunshine, mm. which is commercial farming, yes. Right. So, Lieko, just tell me, though, just as a bit of background, so do, do, mm-hmm. do you have an, an academic or professional background within the, the food, food industry? I'm just trying to um, place okay. for our listeners what exactly your role was before you actually decided to set up Made with Rural. Okay, before I set up Made with Rural, no. My academic background has got absolutely nothing to do with farming. Okay. I've always been passionate about food, so I've opened like a food a, a restaurant before and I've had like a Primi Piatti franchise mm. also before. Um, so I've just, it's just born out of like this passion that I have for food and also growing up in an environment where we preserved food. We mm. preserved peaches, we canned peaches. So I spent most of my school, school holidays back in the village with my grandmother or with my mother who would can peaches and do things like that. So it has always been like a, a side thing, a hobby. Okay. Um, and then I just turned it into a business later on in life. Okay. No, so I, I find that very, very fascinating. And I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear. So, you know, when you decided to go back home and really assist the farmers in these communities and educate them, practically mm-hmm. speaking, what did that look like? Because you're obviously coming from the city and coming mm-hmm. from a space where you have been exposed to certain terms, certain language around the industry, around supply and demand, around these specifications that you're looking or that you're referring to. So so when you talk about educating these farmers and, and you know, mm-hmm. assisting them with sustainable practices, what did that actually, what does that look like? What What did you actually do to get them to that point? Okay. So, I mean, the first starting point was getting them information. So what we did, we approached a company called, can I mention their name? But we approached like a corporate company mm-hmm. that in the business of, I mean, they supplying, they processing, they making salad out of the produce and they are processing for the big retail stores. So those are the guys that are sitting with information that that is that's now currently being very helpful to to develop the farmers. So we are, the agreement was that they were gonna offtake some of the produce from 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 these rural farmers. Uh, but then to to be able to do that, we needed to then start building stock, which involved training these farmers. It's like mm-hmm. okay, you've been doing it this way, right? But then. Because now you're going to be growing under contract. We have this information for you. There are certain techniques that we are now going to teach you or introduce to what you've currently been doing. And, of course, some were open to that. Others were not. I mean, we started with 10, but we ended up with five, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was slowly getting there. And also, obviously, wanting it to be a very sustainable process. We had to be very patient to get people, you know, to do it right. Because, I mean, you can farm, 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 but you need to farm for the future. You need yes. to make sure that the, your soil, the foundation is right, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so those who really wanted, who were committed to the process, they stuck with it, you know. And then we, we took the information there. We put in an agronomist there. We put in... Um, students as well like who, who who are currently studying towards like an agricultural degree in there to teach them about different pests to teach them about you know the technical ways spacing why is it important and also to expose them to say listen if if we give you a spec and say a cucumber needs to be this long 
and diameter needs to be like this. This this is why. Mm. It's because it's later on going to be put in a machine which really it needs to fit in. So if you send us an, something that is off spec, you know, not that something is wrong with it, but it's, uh, it's slightly the size is not right mm. or the color is not right or whatever, this, 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 this will be the implications. So you need to, first of all, give people information, show people pictures, expose people by taking them there, show them the machinery, show them the, the farms that are working well or in the commercial manner that are using whatever the good farming practices, mm. the global gap certifications, all of that. So it's all information, information and exposure. And then when you say, can you deliver what I ask for? Then at least they have an idea of how it looks like. Mm. So we, we had to really start with that grafting, grafting and saying, yes, you've been doing it this way, but it's not sustainable. Here is the sustainable way. Mm. So we went on a fact-finding mission. We found what people have, how much land you have. Is it fenced off? Is it not? You know, what are your challenges? Do you have enough water? Do you have whatever? So after collecting all of that information, then we could tailor-make growing plans or off-take agreements mm. for, 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 for those farmers. And then, you know, once once they've got the swing of things, because you can imagine for most of them, it's something fairly new. Right. They've been planting to just maybe like hawkers will come to the farm gate and buy or they will sell it to the community there. But now it's a different thing. You're selling to a corporate that mm. has to report, that needs audits done, that needs to know your spraying programs. If you're putting any pesticides or, you know, you're spraying, what are you spraying and the dosages that you're using? So it's information, information, information everywhere. And I mean, it's not nice also for farmers. They're used to the technical farming stories and not the the business side of things, you know. Mm. So we had to give templates, give things, hold their hands in the beginning. But it requires, it really requires a patient market and a patient farmer. Right. And then, you know, just to, to, to overhaul the system and start on a very clean slate. And then once you, you've got the, the hang of it, you, you're gone. You can, you can now start plowing. If you have 40 hectares of land, you can now go plant the whole 40 hectares instead of just, you know, planting the one hectare because that's how we find in them. Right. We find them just planting on a little bit of land and they have so many challenges. And then we get in, we advise, we do soil analysis, water analysis, tests, all of those things. Mm -hmm just to get the foundation to to be stable before before we can build on it. Yeah. You know, Lyoko, what I what what I am fascinated by is is is, is that you know, as you said, for anybody that goes mm -hmm. into, um, you know, agriculture, it is a space, it's got such a long lead time. There's so much that goes into mm -hmm. it before you actually start seeing the kinds of results that you want to see. And, and, and I think that mm -hmm. it says a lot about your person and your character to have been able to, to do that with this type of project. Mm -hmm. I think it's also great that you, um, really take your farmers through the entire chain of the, yes. of the process. Because as you said, it's very easy to just start farming, but you need to really mm. understand that, you know, that cucumber that you're planting, there's a whole mm. process and there's a whole outcome at the end of the process, which is that yes. this cucumber must go into a machine. And so it needs to fit that machine. But it's that kind mm. of detail, you know, that detail that is actually necessary. So in, in yes. saying that, um, you know, I, I came across obviously in, in some of the writings around you and the work that you're doing, the fact that obviously you guys have employed technology to do this. And there's a specific app called Pocket Crop 
that you guys um, are using. And that app, you know, provides the farmers with certain information, especially related to to the climate and, and when to plant and things like that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. Before I just go into it, um, the name has changed. Actually, we don't call it Pocket Crop anymore. Mm. It's the Go Rural app. Okay. Go Rural yeah. app. So Got that. It's Go Rural. Yeah. So it's it's currently only available for our network of farmers. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have the, the, the retail, what we call like a retail um, feature of it or app coming out probably like in December sometime. Mm. Uh, but that's for the for the for the farmers it's it's basically to know, to just make the the whole process seamless you know the logistics the distribution very seamless because the market sits in the cities right mm-hmm. and the the farmers are isolated they feel you know alone they live far away in the rural areas so this for them this app's got specifications which are very confidential because they, they, they vary, they're from different companies and it, so they know if you're going to be planting beetroot for us, these these are the requirements, this mm-hmm. is how it needs to look like, this is when you need to harvest it, you know, and then all of that information we then tie it to what we call a central hub. So mm-hmm. if you are a farmer in this area and there are three or four or five other farmers in that area, you can all send your produce to this one place where it gets aggregated and you can actually put together whatever to make that one mm-hmm. big order, mm-hmm. you know. Because, I mean, they're small scale, so you find that sometimes when you get a, a one-ton order, as an example, maybe someone is looking for one ton of tom- of potato, uh, um, beetroot, mm-hmm. then you have farmer A that can come on the app and say, I've got 200 kilograms of that ready, and another can come and say, I have 100, another mm-hmm. 500, and then we, we just aggregate like that and right. we make that one big order and it's also for us to be able to send the truck to that one particular place to collect mm, mm. instead of moving from farm to farm to yes. farm you know yes. and also there are other other things i mean like uh, cold storage is also important when it comes to fresh herbs and and and, and other things we don't want to break the cold chain as, as we put it you know mm. so we have to make sure that they harvest at a certain hour and the stuff gets to to the cold storage, you know, before whatever time. And then the truck can also come, which is a cold truck, and collect. And then in that way, we can guarantee the customer like a a, a, a fair shelf life, mm, you know. Mm, yeah. Unlike when you don't know, this stuff is waiting out there in the sun, waiting for the truck to come, but the truck is still held up at farm A, and it must get to D, you know. Mm. So it just it simplifies that whole process. And then people know exactly when to pick, when to send where, you know, just just so everything runs smoothly. And yeah. they can also access the information and they can also know how much they are getting paid, their stuff gets weighed. Because in most cases, the farmer, the rural farmer is used to sell in bunches, mm. but the market is buying in kilos, right. you know. Right. So, so, so it also helps them with that. So when you bring to the hub, then the, your stuff gets weighed. What gets rejected gets rejected there. We don't have to transport, you know, things that are not up to scratch and only for them to get rejected in Johannesburg, for right. instance. Mm. So it already, it, 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 
excluded there and then by the time you go back to your farm you know exactly how much you're getting paid so that's that's what the app does but then when when the, the new features that are going to come onto the app for the public it will include the e-learning feature i mean you don't have to be part of our network you can just be someone maybe in corporate you're doing it on a part-time basis or one day you'd like to get into it but you want to know how to grow stuff you know what different pests are there and how to treat them and then it will also allow uh, normal households to get on and order a a basket like a veg basket or you have a function coming up you'd like some vegetables you'd like them chopped you know and we've also added a couple of other things like eggs we've got eggs now we've got raw honey now and we supplying restaurants so they can also be able to tap into into that feature and order straight away and then we also have other fun things like the push notification uh, feature where when the farmer has surplus things to sell they can just put them there and then you can have these restaurants or hotels or even the, the processors coming through and, and bidding almost for for, for for the produce. Mm. Leo, um so just as a as a final point cuz I don't want us to to end the interview without asking this. I want <laughs> you to share some of the success stories or or one of your favorite success stories from it because you know I think Sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to think that, you know, what happens in the business space or the agricultural space is separate from, from, you know, what happens within us as individuals. And mm-hmm. we know that in South Africa, the question about land and the question about, you know, deriving produce, but also deriving dignity from the land is mm-hmm. a very, very touchy and sensitive topic. And I think with what you've done with, you know, made with rural, there's, there's, mm-hmm. you, you, you're speaking very much into this question of dignity. Mm-hmm. So if you can just very quickly, very quickly share with us, one of your success stories? I mean, one of our success stories is a farmer who was just planting on one hectare, you know, um, averaging about 5,000 a month, who we've managed now to, to take to five hectares with a solid um, offtake agreement. And uh, he's now really making 35,000 rands extra from the work that, 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 that the contract is, is giving him. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us, that, that has really changed his situation. Now he can budget for his, I mean, he, he's now getting a new bucky. He'll be able to pay, pay it every month. Mm-hmm. You know, he's managed to employ, like, you know, full-time staff from from that, and 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 the contract is now even in the next season is is going to be bigger. Mm, you know, mm. so so that's that's uh, to to see that ripple effect. You know that okay, we were just helping one farmer, mm. but now he's also managed to hire more people and wow. guarantee those jobs because mm. now there's a contract in place. You know, mm, mm. that's that's really beautiful to watch, and also he's he's also encouraging others. You know who who were not receptive as receptive as him to the program. Now now we get more farmers around him wanting to to be part of our network yes. because they can see the work that we have done uh, through him. Yeah. And lastly, Leko, yeah. how can we um, contact you? So people who are interested in talking to you mm-hmm. or supporting you, how can they contact you very quickly? They can contact us on our Facebook page. That's when everything uh, we, we we update people on on the work that we do. It's made with rural. Mm-hmm. On Twitter also is at made with rural. And then at the end we have like an underscore. Mm-hmm. And my email address is my name L W E K O Lego mm-hmm. at made with rural dot co. Okay. That's it dot co. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. 
For those of you who have just joined us, that was Leo Mukwena, the founder of Made with Rural. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us.